Welcome back to another week of Sweet Beginnings to the Bitter Endings. I'm your host, Melissa Slaughter. Thank you again for joining us for another week. We hope that you enjoy this week's podcast. Uh, Let's just get into us. Thank you. Enjoy. Thank you for coming back. Today we're being joined um, again with Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. You're welcome. (laughs) So today we are talking about communication. So I guess I'll let you just lead. What what is what is your thought about um communication and relationships and what are common issues you think people tend to have? Communication is really important. It's really 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 valuable. Reason being is obviously it lets people know or one another know what one's thinking, how one's feeling. Uh, you know, it just gives insight on, on a whole lot of things. And without communication, I don't understand how people can get through life or even in a relationship, even a friendship. Communication in a friendship is just as valuable as it is in a relationship because Without communication, you have, what's the point? I mean, you don't have, you have nothing to talk about. You, 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 you just don't relate on anything. You know what I'm saying? And in a relationship or marriage, communication is, is utmost important because it, it lets each other know how each other feels when one's off, one's mad, one's happy. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a form of support, conveying support for, uh, what one another is doing in their life or about to do Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, but communication is truly probably if not number one, it should be number one because, you know, one of the biggest failures in a relationship is communication, um, and it also allows you to know if you're even compatible because it, it kind of it gives you the ability to know what you guys relate in. You know, um, some people just can't communicate at all about anything and they're not compatible, you know, but they tell themselves that because they they feel like this is the person for me. But when they sit amongst each other. They don't talk. They ride in a car. It's silent. They sit at home. It's silent. You know, uh, they're on the phone. You know, it's silence. That's just that that uncomfortable, comfortable silence, whatever you want to call it. Um, and sometimes, you know, you got people who are heavy into politics. The other person is not uh, heavy into the news, heavy into this, heavy into that. You know, the value of communication, though, uh, lets uh, one another know that they value what they have to say or they respect what they have to say because you should always listen to what a person has to say, your wife, your husband, your brother, your mother, your father, because in respect, you want somebody to hear what you have to say. No matter how dumb or stupid it is, you should take the opportunity to listen to them. 
because they may feel that you devalue what they have to say and you devalue their feelings. And if you could shut the door to communication and and that person could be lost and, and some in some cases some people go out seeking someone to talk to even if it's a counselor you know just trying to find answers you know people will go through life every day lost because they have no one to talk to to find the answers they're looking for for whatever the situation is so I want to go back to what you were just saying about how um you can be in that uncomfortable but comfortable silence like on the phone or sitting together riding in the car so I find that that happens, you know, with you and I quite often. And I don't think that it's always a lack of communication. I just think sometimes I like to just sit in silence. Maybe we just don't have anything new to talk about at that moment. Um, what, what do you think about that? I don't like it because I'm a talker. Unless I'm mad or pissed off and don't want to talk to you, I'm a talker. I want to talk, you know. So where do you think the breakdown is? Uh, well, a lot of the times I think it, the breakdown is comes from uh, a less eventful life. More or less like, you know, you don't have a lot going on in your life, you know, so you don't really have nothing to bring to the table of, of conversation. You know, you might, you know, if you wake up, go to work and come home, probably your conversation at that point is only going to be about your job and whatever, whatnot. But those conversations tend to be short. You know, that's why it's important to have friends because then you're extending your life outward past your job. And, you know, you just gathering information throughout the day, which allows you to bring conversation home or on the phone or whatever, you know. Short because you think the other person isn't interested in their day? No, the person may be interested in your day, but a lot of the times, you know, especially like me, if I'm having a crappy day, if if I have one moment that was a bad moment, I want to just talk about it, get it done and over with, and not talk about it anymore. Or I don't want to bring it home. I would rather leave work at work. I don't want to bring work home because that negative energy coming from work or negative tension can take that conversation and turn it into an argument because of a misunderstanding, a disagreement, or just overall negative energy. And if the energy I may feel coming from you about the situation don't feel right to me, then I might lash out, you know, snap, you know, snap at you or be a smart ass or something like that, you know. So a lot of times for me, I would rather take work conversations and just keep them to a bare minimum. Why do you always have to be so damn serious? Why can't you be ha-ha joke-joke sometimes? I am ha-ha joke-joke, but, you know, sometimes... I'm talking to you right now, like, seriously. The energy that I get from work sometimes, that's energy I want to get rid of because a lot of the times I just want to choke a motherfucker. <laughs> so. All right, let's, let's change gears a bit. What are... 
So what do you think are some common miscommunication issues? Like when when couples talk about things, there's there's some there's a lot of one-sidedness I think sometimes. What kind of things do you, can you think of that would be common miscommunication issues? I think the two most common miscommunications is one person not valuing what you're trying to say and two they they half listen to what you're saying they uh-huh you to death uh-huh uh-huh okay uh-huh so they're not really you know soaking in what you're trying to say they're not really listening to you and you can tell when a person is not really into what it is that you're saying because you know their answers their conversation just gets dry and vague you know, or something along those lines. And then sometimes the, the, they'll cut the conversation and maybe, you know, go to something else. Change the topic. Change the topic or whatever, you know. So I, I think, you know, when people say, you don't understand me, they're not really saying you don't understand me. It's, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to what I'm saying. If Because if you were listening to what I'm saying, then you would grasp what I'm saying. And the fact that you have to ask me 10,001 questions about something that's painfully obvious tells me you're really not paying attention. What about, like, the blame game? Like, when the person that has a miscommunication issue, they just start blaming the other person. Like, well, you always do this, or... You know, they always try to place blame on the other person for their actions or the situation. Oh my God, I done stumped him. No, you he's, haven't. He's, I'm, I'm he's trying thinking to, hard. I'm boy. trying to he's understand. Thinking hard. I'm trying to understand what it is. If that you're if y'all could see his face right now. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Well, how? What? What don't you understand? Uh, it's a brain fart. So just you know, elaborate. You know. Um. My my gears is turning slow. <laughs> <laughs> they're ticking and talking, but they're just not. Oh my not... God, I done stumped them. <laughs> no, like if a couple was arguing about, well, not even arguing, like talking about something, but let's say he he's always saying to her, well, you never put the kids to bed. I'm always the one that does that. Does that. Or you never cook dinner. You never clean the house. So they, they're like placing blame of something that they're trying to say. You are not meeting my expectation because I'm always doing it. So I'm placing blame on this situation because you don't do it. I have to. So along the lines of communication, what you're trying to say is... This person never did anything, but they never knew that they were expected to because the person never communicated that to them. Or or maybe they just took it upon themselves to do it, but then just placed the blame on that person of saying, you never do it, so I do. Well, I mean, that's where communication comes in so that there is no blame game. Right, what we, about keeping score? Well, you know, yeah, keeping score, that, that too. I mean, you know... There's there's never a balance in that aspect on who does what around the house or who does what with the kids. But in the value of communication, you, you have to kind of convey 
your messages to one another on on what you would like to see done. Let's not say expectations, because as I said before, expectations will always let you down. But <laughs> convey to one another what it is that you would like to see each other do as far as like, can I get some help? Right. You know, when it's time to go out here and shovel snow in the driveway and it's a pretty lengthy driveway, uh, can I get some help? You know, you park out there, too. You know, it's just like she might say, well, you don't do the dishes. OK, so it's tit for tat, you know, like you said, keeping score, you know, but they just need to uh, learn to communicate to the fact that. They need to help each other out and not look at it as a man woman thing or whatever. It's look at it as a team effort. We are teaming up, tag teaming to get this done. Well, I think it even goes a bit further than that because I think that when those types of issues happen, one partner is going to feel, they're going to feel, I don't want to say judged. Judged isn't the right word. They're, they're going to feel, you know, persecuted in a way because, you know, they're being told they're not, they're not doing something. So I, I kind of feel like it, it tends to start resentment in the relationship because one person's always feeling like they're being told or being blamed for something that they, that they're not stepping up and doing. So I think the person that feels like they're being blamed is is going to start to have some type of rejection and resentment building to where they put up the wall and that stops their communication because they're not being communicated to in a positive manner. So I think they need to they need to learn how to positively talk to each other, not blame, not keep score. But the the way they communicate has to shift so that it's not a blame game. It's not a keeping score so that one or the other doesn't feel persecuted or rejected or, you know, having resentments. I think, yeah, you're right. But that I think that's also a whole nother podcast as far as expectations, because I think that a lot of that breakdown in communication in that aspect comes from the fact that uh, people look, couples might, especially men, women, you know, be like, well, a man should be doing this. Well, a woman should be doing that. Or, or she's expecting him to do something. And then he's real, he's, he's like, oh, well, I don't want to do it because, you know, I work all day. I this, I that, you know? So, Again, with the keeping score, and she's like, well, I'm home with the kids through the day or whatever. You know, I don't have time for this or that, whatever, you know. So I think that, to me, is is a whole nother thing because that also has to do with what one another expects from one another. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said that's a whole nother I I don't think podcast. it's a whole other podcast. I think it's still parts of communication and I know I'm not saying to, I'm not saying Don't argue with me. I'm not saying that <laughs> that this part of communication 
doesn't have anything to do with it. But well, I'm I saying not, but w- when if you do another podcast on expectation, you will also see how this part of this I conversation don't... correlates with that. I don't think it needs to be another podcast. Well, I, I, say, I didn't say you had to do it. I just said that's a whole nother podcast. I don't think it is. I think okay. it's part of this podcast. Well, expectation and... I'm not talking about expectation. Well, you that's are. what it comes down to. No, it isn't. Oh, it doesn't? So, so I think it's just the way people communicate to each other and they need to learn better communication skills. So if you're blaming somebody instead of actually talking to them about your want or need, it's your failure as a communicator because you have to learn how to deliver so that that person isn't feeling resentful to you. Okay, I get that, but it's still... What one expects when you say, uh, can you do the dishes sometimes? You're expecting me to do dishes sometimes. Want or need? Want or I want you to do the dishes sometimes. Same thing. I expect. It's the way that it's talked about. I expect you to come outside and help shovel the snow where you park too. I expect. I'm going to go out and shovel the snow. I need. You want to come out and help me? What? (laughs) It's the way you ask. It's, uh, it's the way you ask. It's the way you speak. Okay. Well, the other I'm side. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying people Yeah, you general. can't say me. Shut the hell up. All right, moving on. But you got to understand, too, for all you listeners, as you are a great talker, you have to also be a great listener. Yep, I agree. Because nine times out of ten, if you're cutting someone off, if you're not wholeheartedly into the conversation and then you hear something that you don't like, that is going to be a sticking point from you for you. So everything that they said in and around that one specific thing, you're going to be stuck on that and you're going to miss major details. So a lot of misunderstandings come from the fact that you get stuck on one thing and forget I, about everything else. I think I just said something about that in a previous podcast. I don't remember who I was talking with. I think it might have been Jeremiah. I said it again here today. <laughs> but um no, and I and I think you and I, I mean even even in the past, you know, almost 3 decades, we we like we didn't communicate to each other effectively and we've had these types of misgivings and you know we've hit some stumbling blocks along the way and I would shut down I mean I would totally I would shut down because I would feel like you were talking at me so I would just I would shut down and I knew you hated that I'm a great communicator and I like to communicate but when I feel like I'm not being listened to then my conversations can become rude uh, or not so informational. They can be, you know, to the point to where I'm talking at you. Yeah. I'm not talking about you in general. I'm talking about people, you know, because how many times have you been at your job or somewhere and you're trying to talk to somebody and they're just not listening to you. But then when you start talking at them, then they perk up and they start listening. No, they don't start listening. They they start wanting to be confrontational. Yeah, but they're listening now. 
No, they're not. They're, and then nine times they're holding on to that one little thing that you might have said. Yeah, and that, some, that and, yep, you right, you right. Them off. In some cases, they'll get that sticking point. But then when you get an opportunity to say what you want to say, then they'll be like, oh, and then they backtrack because then they realize that the situation didn't have to go as far as it did if they would have just became a better listener. So I'm not talking about you. (laughs) Okay. No, listening is a very valid point. And um, without listening, you can't communicate. And and you're right when you like if you stick onto that one little thing. So another issue that I think um happens when couples are communicating um is I think that um uh, holding on to the past and bringing up the past during arguments. I mean, yeah, I mean, bringing up the past. I mean, there are people that just that do live in the past and and can't seem to let it go but i think a lot of that has to do with the pain and hurt that was involved with what they keep bringing up you know because you know everybody's different you know one thing affects another person different than you know others you know but a lot of it is is pain you know uh Mm -hmm. i think it's hurt you know and if it's repetitive behavior or something that reminds you of that's exactly what know, I was going to say repetitive behavior like yeah. you know if you if you're if you're married to someone and they continuously um keep getting girls numbers or you keep finding out that girls come over while you're away at work or something like that and that's just something that keeps on happening and then you keep on finding out about I mean, I understand that being an ongoing repetitive issue where you would keep on bringing up the past. But if it's continuing to happen, then you have to probably reevaluate. Well, you know, there's cases, too, where people bring up the past in new relationships from past relationships, relationships, you know, which play a major role. I mean, I get it if the person is genuinely doing the same exact thing or similar but if it's not, then a, a person who's living in the past yeah. uh, is just carrying around baggage. And yeah. it just, you know, yes, yeah. they have pain from that, but mm-hmm. then they also have something else that's causing them right. to to bring that point, that, that pain. And, you know, and it could also be, you know, a control mechanism. You know, they bring up the past from past relationships and they use it as a tool to to get the person to stop doing certain things, you know, you know, like going out or something like that or hanging out with, you know, the, these people or doing certain things. So it, it could be a a control thing or codependency issues. Yep. Because, you know, I, I feel like like people who have those past experiences, um, especially when they're younger, and that, you know, their very first relationships start out like that. You know, they tend to hold on to those those bad behaviors, those bad um, accusatory, you know, type issues. Or or they, they tend to have that self-sabotaging or codependency issue where, you know, I can't mm. live without you or you're the best thing in my life and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they they're kind of they're kind of manipulators. But yeah, I mean, you just got to you got to really listen to what people have to say, you know. You know, put together some questions that that will, you know, possibly trip a person up, you know. 
Not only that, but if you listen, you'll tend to see the patterns, like, of how they tell stories. And you can kind of catch those lies, or you can kind of catch how they're telling the story, how it might be an exaggeration. Yep. Because, you know, like, I know people who like to tell stories. And I can definitely tell, like, when I'm listening to them speak. Right. When when I'm like, "Mm, I'm not sure if I believe you so much but i'm gonna let you continue talking it's all good (laughs) now in all fairness in that situation you know obviously when a person tells a story they're gonna tell you more or less the outline version they're or or they're gonna try and shine it better in their favor no but what i'm saying is is they're not so much going to give you all the details because they don't remember details right but as you continuously talk about this subject details will start to emerge that doesn't make the person a manipulator or a liar or he's trying to shine or her trying to shine a situation and make it look good in her favor it's just these details are slowly but surely coming out but if you pay attention to those details and can remember some of them and then you you know somehow or another you, you get back to that conversation and then you know you ask questions about something that they said and then they turn around and give you a, a totally different answer that you know oh no that didn't happen or whatever now you got yourself a a a possible manipulator or a liar but you know just cuz a person forgets details doesn't make them a liar doesn't make them trying to prop themselves up to be something that they're not they're just you know it's all it's just a story you know it's not like they're reading from a book got all everything written right there what about feeling alone feeling alone is is Wow, that's that's kind of a a, a crappy feeling because, I mean, there's being alone and feeling alone. And being alone is when you are alone. But feeling alone is when you're with someone, but you're not really with them because they're not really there. They're not really, you guys aren't engaging. You're, you're just not into each other. I mean, as far as, you know, conversation, uh, acknowledging one another's, presence and so on and so forth and and feeling like you have no one to talk to even though you have someone you could talk to uh it just it it makes you feel alone if that person isn't uh communicative so you know that's why it's important for people or couples to talk you know and like i said no matter how stupid, whatever it is you're about to say, uh, whether they find it interesting or not, just listen because it might be important to them. Right. You know, and that just shows you you care and you are concerned about whatever it is that they want to talk about. You know, but when you push them away, when you when you act like what they have to say isn't important. And then, you know, just think about it when you was a little kid and you was excited about something and you went to go tell your mom something or your dad something. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me later. And they brushed you off and pushed you away and and you never got a chance to tell them. How did that make you feel? And so you develop this feeling of loneliness that you have no one to share none of your experiences with, none of your conversations with, none of your feelings with. Yeah, it's it's rejection. 
it's it's that feeling of rejection for sure. Right. Um, you were saying earlier about how uh, going and finding that conversation somewhere else. So, if a person is feeling alone and they go off and find that conversation somewhere else, that's hurting the relationship in a sense because you're still not communicating in the relationship. When I said go off and find conversation, I meant go out and live life and then bring that experience home for conversation. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not saying go out and seek someone to talk to, but, I mean, if you're in a, in, in a situation where you need someone to talk to, usually you gravitate towards your friends, but you gravitate towards the friend that you feel you can talk to or you go find a counselor. But then sometimes people don't have either. So then it ends up being a bottled up situation, you know, and then sometimes in life you might come across a stranger, somebody who just like God just put in your place and and you could talk and and find answers or yeah. or whatever, you know. So it's not that you sought out conversation with someone, it just happened. Right. You know. Right. But like I said, you you got to realize that if a person doesn't have the friends to talk to, just like they can't talk to whoever they're with, it ends up being a compartmentalized type situation with the feelings and, and everything else. And then loneliness does tend to creep in because now you feel like you're just in a world full of people and you know nobody. Um, when I want to talk to you like about our relationship, what's the question I ask you nowadays? I want to check the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I want to check the temperature of the relationship. I want to do a temperature check. What was your answer this last time? Insert the thermometer. I don't remember. 98.6. Oh, 98.6. Yeah, that's right. 98.6. <laughs> so, yeah, he he knows when I want to talk about us when I say I want to check the temperature. <laughs> Yep. So I I think I've been I mean I've been trying to do better about like just talking to you about us because I know it's important. And I think for any couple that have been together for a long time that have periods of, you know, they work all the time and they're not home together much that, you know, you definitely have to have that quality time of just conversation. Even if it's about nothing. It can be totally random shit. Just just talking. Yeah, even if it's just something that just popped in your mind. <laughs> like, you know, I saw Kyle walking down the street backwards and he had polka dots on his head and stripes on his tail. I mean, if it's stupid like that, who cares? Who cares? It's yeah. just conversation. And if, if it's important enough for me to say it, then just hear me out because it might make you laugh and make you feel better about something you know if you were having a hard day and you were having a t hard time getting over this one specific item this might be the one thing to help you get past it yep you know and yeah i think it's important just to you know be joking and in playful i mean things don't have to be serious all the time and and it doesn't have to be serious conversation all the time. It can just be, you know, just generalized 
stupid conversation. It could have been about a stupid ass commercial that you saw. Right. You know, just anything. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, just just conversation does not have to be about specific things. It just needs to be done just to have that connectedness. Just That's to right. just to continue to connect with that other person in some way, shape or form. And then, you know, just making sure you're, you're listening, you're being heard. I think those are the most important things that you're listening and you're not gravitating towards that one point that might have stuck you wrong. Right. And and actually hearing what the other person is saying because there might be a whole heck of a lot that they said, but you're only stuck on this one little piece. So I have been learning... Like, if you have said something to me that I'm not fully grasping, I try to repeat it back to you in a way that I'm understanding it so that you know, okay, you didn't totally get what I said. Let me say that to you again without you getting irritated with me by you're not listening to me. And it's not that I'm not listening to you. I just may not have understood what you said the way you said it. Yeah. And that's- so that's why I repeat back to you now and that's that's my way of learning to communicate with you nowadays just because I've learned that if I if I'm listening to you and I'm and I'm not like responding you're like are you listening to me (laughs) and I'm like yeah but I'm I'm also trying to grasp and understand the full context of what you're saying because sometimes you can you can say a whole lot at one time and it can be a whole lot of information about a number of things so I have to repeat it back to you because sometimes I'm just like, all right, hold on. Let me just make sure I'm understanding fully what you're communicating to me. And I think for you and I, that is working nowadays well, rather than in the past where I just sat silent and just said nothing. Well, a lot of the times the reason why I might unload a bunch of information right off the bat is so I don't forget. Because if if I say a part of it and then you stop the conversation or whatever, then I forget what I was going to say additionally with that. And then, yeah, that leads to further. I mean, I might need a notebook some days when you're unloading. Hold on. Let me take notes here. And then that's another part of another problem with me, though, is is when I do decide I want to unload some information. Sometimes I might. You know, like, uh, cut it sh- not not cut it short, but like, uh, um, give you an outline instead of giving you the full detail. Yes. I assume you're gonna automatically know no. what yes. I'm gonna say if I just say it this way. Yeah, and which I don't. then I have to backtrack yes. and then maybe give you an example of what it is that I'm trying to say. Yes. So that yes. that that's and, and a lot I- of. And I, I do. And I think that and I think that the reason why like and that's a, a a great deal of the reason why for you and I to to un- ensure that we are communicating on the same page that I have to reiterate back to you of what I'm hearing because I may not be hearing what you're actually trying to tell me. Right. I might have gathered the information in some form but not totally understood the context of it. Right. So and I think for you and I, I mean, even being together as long as we have, we still have that communication struggle and it's an ongoing learning process daily with you and me. And I think now today we have opened 
our our eyes to say we have to say these things to each other um we we might have to to tread lightly to not hurt each other's feelings to you know make sure that the other person's understanding and accepting of what the other is saying without you know like taking digs or anything but to definitely convey what you're you're thinking you're feeling or whatever the situation might be um and then to be able to talk about it and then you know understand one another and you know if we have to then you know make a game plan to fix it right right so i think that's where we're at right now well one of the things and i've talked to you about this before you know content of conversation is is definitely important but one of the things conversations that people generally have is about some type of drama family drama uh, (laughs) relationship drama kid drama job drama world drama my husband don't like drama but y'all. nothing else <laughs> they have nothing else because they're it's it, draining it's draining it's it's exhausting and it, it's just a mental mind fuck and i hate hearing about drama yeah i hate because there's no excuse why people ref, you know can't be happy people refuse to be happy stay away from the news you know, uh, seek counseling about your happiness, whatever you got to do, but stay away from drama. If you find yourself not being able to find someone to talk to, then think about maybe what you're talking about. And if all you have to do is talk about drama, nobody wants to hear about that, especially if they have their own problems. So yes, I understand. I said earlier on, listen to what someone has to say but you know you got to draw the line when it comes to drama because they will suck you in and steal the wind from your sail with all that drama and then you inherit all that negative energy from all that drama that's because that's all they got to talk about yeah and then you find yourself starting to emotionally be affected by their drama and then frankly you just don't want to talk to them anymore yeah you know so you got to make yourself you know uh, you got to make people want to listen to what you have to say. But if all you have to do, if all you have to talk about is drama, 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 every single day, you, you'd be like, how's the weather outside? Yeah, the weather's great, but that, you know, whatever, whatever's <laughs> pissing you off at that moment, you know, these people are like, people are going to be like, hey, you know, I'm just tired of hearing about your drama. I have my own, so I can't deal with yours and mine. I would love to sit here and listen to you rant about, you know, whatever's bothering you today. But you got to understand something's bothering you every single day. (laughs) So I'm just going to go ahead and turn the channel and let you go. Yeah, I I think I've said that in one of my previous um, podcasts that, you know, um, if someone keeps on unloading baggage at our doorstep, you and I tend to start really feeling that um, in our relationship. Even though it's not us, you know, dealing with the situation, just them unloading affects you and me. Right. And we and you have said to me, you need to you need to just back away from that situation because especially it's if it's a situ- if it's a situation that you can't control and you can't change the narrative then you just got to let it 
just you got to just not be involved in it. Right. You know, and if it's family, I understand why one would want to be there for their family and and listen to their drama. But if they're going to keep beating the same horse with the same stick, at some point you got to realize you got to draw the line and be like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. When you are ready to make a change in your life and everything else, then I will listen to everything that you have to say when it comes to change. But I'm tired of counseling you for the same exact problems every single day. Yeah. It's so true. And I know people can agree to that 100%. Um, I, I think I've covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else specifically that you wanted to touch on? No, uh, well, you know, like I said earlier on, I just want to put this out there. Uh, friends, you know, we, we talked about husbands. We talked about wives, husbands, whatever. But friends, you need to understand that friendships are built on communication, you know. So if you And communication f- is a two-way street. So, I mean, if you have a friend, you have to communicate with them and they have to communicate with you. But you got to have something to talk about. And they got to be willing to listen. <laughs> and just like family, if all they have is drama, mm-hmm. you'll cut them off too. Right. That's right. So with that, friends, step your game up. Be there for one another. Because some people don't have family. And all they have is friends. And you need to be there for your friends. And if you find yourself not being able to be there for your friends, then... Maybe you're not their friend. I don't know. Right. Well, I appreciate you being on with me to uh, talk about communication, Anthony. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, again for tuning in. I just want to say stay tuned for another week's podcast and be happy. You're listening to the Sweet Beginnings to the Bitter Endings podcast. Subscribe now for a notification of new episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now.